Welcome to the Brian Show, featuring Kevin. <laughs> not, I did. I did get some compliments on your intro last time. They said, "Oh, I think you should be wearing a tie." It felt like very old time radio. I mean, they can't see us. We could tell them I'm wearing a tie. Yeah. I just don't want to lie to our listeners like He's that. He's wearing though. his birthday. I'm wearing suit. A, I'm wearing a halfway unbuttoned Hawaiian shirt. It is phenomenal. Yeah. Well, the shirt is. <laughs> the fact that it's unbuttoned. Yeah, it's from the 20, uh, 2016 American Eagle Collection. <laughs> <laughs> it's highly sought after. It probably is now. Like, it's it's retro. Yeah. I'll sell it <laughs> to any one of our listeners. <laughs> You've got some student loans to pay. <laughs> yeah. But not as much. Yeah. Not as much starting today. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, basically knocking it out. You know, they're they're going to be pretty much gone after that, or after this. If you only went to community college, <laughs> <laughs> hey man, community college is such a great avenue for people. I love community college. I think it's. I I wouldn't be surprised if in the next ten years, like community college became free. Yeah. I think it should be. I think all community college and technical colleges should be absolutely yeah. free. I mean, I want to. I think all university, all public institutions should be free, but, you know, I'm a radical lefty. Yeah, dude. You might as well be fucking wearing an Antifa shirt. Yeah. Crazy person, like, you know? Who would be against fascism? Fascism. No, but this yeah. is big news. Yeah. Oh, absolutely it is. It's huge. Well, I mean, I it's not huge news. No, I think it's huge news. It's like medium sized news. I think it's huge, but I'm not satisfied. I think it's I think it's like small step news. Small step news for mankind. Giant, yeah, yeah. Giant leap. The giant leap comes when all student loans are forgiven. Do you think they should? Yes. See, I'm, I'm surprised you say that. Here's but here's what I think though. Yeah. I don't think that the government should forgive them. I think that it should be left on the the schools and the loan companies. I think that, that that people have been taken advantage of. This isn't like a socialism thing for me. This is a people have been taken advantage of thing. But and, well, how how are they taken advantage of? Because I think that at, at that young of an age, unless you have parents that are like really involved and are savvy with what they're doing. No offense to any parents that aren't, but you know, we're trying to as as parents like we're trying to provide for our children. And give them a leg up on, on you know, on life, I suppose, um, so they can go out and make good money. And so we send them away to school and help pay for it and help them get all these loans. But I think that when you're sitting down getting the loans, now I didn't, I didn't take out any student loans. Uh-huh. Um, but my wife sure did. <laughs> okay. Um, they sit you down and they just, you know, they don't sit there and say, hey, listen, you're about to spend, you know, whatever, $90,000 to get your master's in um, dance theory. Um, 
again using a ridiculous uh, example here, but um, they don't sit you down and say, "How much do you think you're actually going to make off of this?" Like when you get into your field, are you going to make? So I think what do they, what do they say nowadays? It's like you should spend as much on tuition as you're going to make in your first year in your profession. I think that's like the rule of thumb. Um, but I mean, you know, say you're only going to make 40k. Well, then it's like you're struggling to pay back these eighty thousand dollar loans where the interest is killing you. You're paying. You're not. You're paying very very little of your your actual principal payment on your loan. Um, and I just don't think that that's very fair. And I understand that at some point, like, and, and this, is, this is weird coming from me because I've said exact opposites, you know, maybe not on the podcast, but like in conversations with you or in conversations with other people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where I'm like, well, you guys, you just got to be fucking smarter. I say that about investing all the time. Like you need to invest young. So, so I actually agree that it's predatory and I think it's a rigged system and, but I don't put all of that blame on the schools. I, I do put some of it on it. And I don't I I put blame on the system itself in the sense that it's the only loan you can't declare bankruptcy on. It's the Yet. only one. There are ways there are loopholes, I guess, where you can, but it's very, very few and far between. So that's like one of the biggest issues I have with that is the idea that I can't see then. Did you shoulder me away from fixing your microphone? No. No, I was trying to shimmy it up, but then I just said I'll slouch down. Um, <laughs> it's better for the back. Yeah. You know, when when you curve your back, it, it it's really good for your posture to curve mm-hmm, it. It mm-hmm. relaxes you. Yeah. Everyone's sitting up straight all the time for their posture, but really you just got to let the muscles relax from time to time. So really good to get a good slouch in. Yeah, you're that's, also getting some good core work in by doing that. It, exactly. That's yeah. why I'm doing that. Student loans. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I think the the fact that you cannot declare bankruptcy, there's no way out except paying your way through. And that's not like any other loan, uh, business loan, mortgage, whatever the case is, any other loan, car loan, you know, th- it all goes away. and And that's especially the business loan for me is like, well, you can wipe out all these loans all the time for businesses, but like students that were just trying to make it. And I don't give a shit what it was for. Like if it's dance theory or microbiology or finance or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. like you were trying to better yourself. And, and, you know, when people, you know, want to say, well, you should have gone a certain route that was going to pay better. So you could have afforded it. You know, we don't really, we yes. don't we don't really take care of the things that actually matter in this country. Like the arts and culture are really important, but like instead, you can just be swapping derivatives on the on Wall Street and making fuck tons of money. Yeah, and that wasn't the point that I was trying to make. I wasn't saying the degree was useless. I'm just saying that like there's not enough education. I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's your yeah. passion. That's what you want to do here's something to be cautious of. Yeah, no, I, and that's a great point. Like the idea of these predatory loans, there's no like, well, how much do you make a year? Like there's none of that. They look at how much do you make here? Well, we can give you this much and in Pell grants then instead of you having to take, you know, private loans or whatever, like, Hey, you're so poor. Well, we'll give you more from the government. And then it's like, 
that's kind of ass backwards. Now, I also do think that the government should be helping people out. Yeah. And that's the whole purpose of the government is to help the common good of all. And if we're educating everyone more and more, the better off we will be. And I'm not saying everyone needs to go to college and shouldn't should have to go to college to yeah. be successful by any stretch, but it doesn't hurt us. Yeah. It doesn't hurt us to become more critical thinkers and and develop our our reasoning skills and our ability to communicate with one another, both written and verbal. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. 100%. Now, and, and, and again, I'm super biased on this uh, on this topic just because of, you know, um, not my own personal experience, but that of my loved ones. Um, and so, you know, I, I am definitely, like, full disclaimer, I'm definitely skewed on this one. And I'm not saying that it's necessarily, you know, you know, you made a good point. It's not just the loan company. It's not just the school. Obviously, the school's out there to make money, which they, you know, I mean, that shouldn't be the, the name of the game, um, in my opinion. Um, but I, you can still blame the education system because this is something that you should be taught about. You know what I mean? This is information that should be given to you in high school when you're getting ready to go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I mean, there's part of the blame as well. You know, it's... Perhaps I, I spoke rashly, mm-hmm. um, but I do think a, a large chunk of the blame can be put on a certain segment of the equation. Yeah, and, and you know, going back when you, you referred to this as predatory, and I agree, it, it, it goes after the middle and lower class more so than anyone else, right? right. Because the upper middle class and the wealthier individuals in America – they don't need to take out loans right. for this for for their children to go to school, and so you're not getting saddled with. It's not like oh, you you borrowed thirty thousand dollars for school, now pay us back fifty. It's like you you borrowed thirty and you're paying this over thirty years and you're paying ninety thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars, right? And you know back to them, and you don't recover that. And no yeah. other situation is it is predatory and. You're talking to people who are not financially illiterate. Like I wasn't financially illiterate, but I took out loans that were substantial and I was going to be a teacher. And like there are ways to repay that through teaching, but that even wasn't communicated very well. Right. And so, you know, I was very fortunate um, in, in my circumstances and no longer have the bill or the 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 debt but like a lot of people do and i'm not one of those people that says well hey i i had to pay off my debts do i get a cut back like do i get a little bit of money back from the government no these are my tax dollars going to help people i i look at and i and i told this to to kevin off air if i if i were diagnosed with cancer and i had to go through chemotherapy and radiation treatments and surgeries just to save my life and I overcame cancer, right? If all of a sudden, after all of that, you know, all of that pain and suffering that I went through, I come out with a queen bill of health, and the day after I get my queen bill of health, they come out with a miracle drug that is literally the size of an aspirin. You take it once, painless, cancer's gone forever. I wouldn't look at that and go, no, 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 no. I had to suffer through radiation and chemotherapy. You do too. 
Right. And so that's what when people are complaining, like the Republicans are complaining, like, oh, this is not fair to the rest of the of the country. The people, yeah. the people that paid off their bills, their student now they loans have to pay off everybody yeah, else's. That is a load of shit because we're paying a lot more towards the military budget than this. Well, it's not even it's not even that because it's not like people are going to pay more in taxes to take care of this. We're reallocating the tax dollars that are already coming in. Correct. So it's not like, oh, well, shit, you know, well, now I'm paying more. This sucks. No, you're still paying the same amount in taxes, you know, as long as you're not getting some large pay increase. You're just, th- that money's being used differently. Yeah, and... The, the Republicans attacked that, and then they also attacked... Um, well, I mean, they attacked a lot of stuff. They, they they made it into this big thing like, oh, well, this this shouldn't be the focus. The focus should be on making, um, you know, college and universities more affordable. Well, yeah, it should. But what are we going to do about the people that have already gone to school and are already in a career? That's true. I, I fully agree that they should be monitoring the cost of education. In fact... I would I would go so far as we should make it affordable in the way of all public institutions should be free, like everywhere else. You know, when we talk about Europe, there's public university is free. Like it doesn't right. stop K through twelve. Like why do we stop at K through twelve? If you were you know, it's funny. If you were to start the American public education system, you know, Horace Mann had this design back in the day like what would a, you know public es- education be like and it was like this communal feel everyone gets smarter everyone gets to go to school you know it doesn't matter where you live in the country you get to go to school right that was you know when the early advents of america and the american public education system and it it, it became k through 12 but if you started that today mm-hmm. if you said hey single guy living in this area you're going to have to pay taxes and that's going to go to 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 schools and buses to make sure those kids get on a bus go to that school and learn so the whole community gets smarter do you think for a second that the american public would be in favor of that certainly absolutely fucking not there is no way you can tell me that the individual person here would be like, no, I'm in favor of, yeah, my taxes should go to people that aren't helping. I disagree. No, I absolutely disagree. not. I, I'm not saying 100%, but I'm saying that a larger majority would. No, I, sure. I think you're giving way too much credit to the American mm. public. The, the majority of people? Yeah. I mean, it might be a 60-40 split, but I'm still giving The majority it. of people. You think the majority of people would say, here, Yes, you can have my property taxes, and it, it's going towards schools yeah. if I have no kids or no intention of kids. I, I, I cannot see that being the case. I could see them saying, oh, yeah, maybe like K through 8. But no, high school, they got to go on their own. They get to play sports. Maybe they can get a full ride to, to Dundee Crown. Because be that's what they're doing with college. Because there's absolutely no difference. Why yeah. are we so in favor of K through 12? Why does it stop there? That's why I'm saying the American public is not in favor of making all public institutions free. So why does it stop there? And that's why I say it wouldn't be K through 12 if it wasn't ingrained in our systems that it's supposed to be that way. Hmm. There's even still enough people. It's been like this for years and there are still people fighting for vouchers and and private institutions and privatizing all of the public education system. 
And so for me, I think the only reason K-12 is the way it is, is just because it's been like that for so long. Similarly, we know the healthcare system needs revamping, but it's just been this way for so long. Yeah. So I, I, I think for me, the way that the GOP is saying, oh, well, we need to we need to go after the, the institutional prices. OK, how are you going to do that? And if they're Mr. and Mrs. Free Market, free enterprise, why why are they doing that? So it's the percentages. I'm looking at a Pew, a Pew Global Research sure. uh, study right now. Um. Obviously, the percentages are very low in favor of free public education or free public college mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to Republicans. Sure. But Democrats, um, independents, you're looking at, let's see, it breaks it down by, by everybody, but the net total 63% in favor, 36% not in favor. Really? Yeah. Wait, go, and then go this up. is saying people that lean Dem, lean conservative, moderate. Go up. So it's covering a broad thing here. Women, young people, black, Hispanic, adults. Yeah, but, the, but where are the whites? They don't count. Yeah, <laughs> if you get the whites, they don't want to do it. <laughs> They're all in this category here. They're all the, <laughs> the Republicans. Republicans. No, no, no. But it, no, 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 that, no. That just goes to show you, like, whites, blacks, Hispanics, and women are the ones driving well, progress a, it, in it this country. Says, it also says young people. Right. So, I so, mean, that's, so, so that's the, another key the young ingredient. Young people is, is, right. is so, a broad term. Right. Because well, that, that's all ethnicities of young people. Right. So, but that's, like, probably even below millennial. So I'm surprised that the 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 65 plus 51 percent that's a small margin, but still I would expect that to be reversed. That's 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 still in the black, Hispanic, and let um, Latino women, young, young yeah. people, women. Well, the I don't think the young people count as 65 plus. Yeah, well, but like that's that's a that's a, a huge a number, Like when we look at dr driving progress in this country, it's usually done by the blacks, Hispanics, and women. And now, like, the LGBT communities. Like, that's where progress happens. It's, it's the, the, the groups that have been usually point-blankly shit on the most by the American economy and the American public. Younger non-college Republicans are more, most supportive of free college tuition. Yeah, because they're younger and in college. And it makes sense. Still Republican. Still surprising to me. It's very surprising to me. Yeah, they, they just don't realize that they're not actually Republican. Uh, the numbers are interesting. Yeah. The numbers are interesting. So it's probably still more people than you thought. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying there's no way that there's enough to actually flip it, even though it makes the most sense. Yeah. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if you could, if people could go back, like, there are active yeah. people working to destroy the American public education system. Yeah. Is is fucked up as it is and as much as it needs help. There's right. just and the reason it won't get that help is there are just as many people working to completely destroy it. So the people that are trying to save it have to settle for so much. And that is a that is a microcosm of what happened today. Yeah. Here's a here's a CNBC. This is from 2016 though. It's saying 62% of, this is a, just a broad study, 
62% support free college. 3% don't know. <laughs> They're the ones that need to go to college. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sorry. Enough on that. No, no, no. So, so, so today, yeah. You know, so today hole. was a microcosm of that fracture. Yeah. So ten thousand dollars, and it, and we'll we'll have to go over the actual bill, but the the bill itself, you know, freeing up ten thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars on Pell grants or whatever. That is showing that even the people trying to do good by the middle and lower class, there's so much pushing against them that they can't even do the right thing and just forgive it all. Yeah. To forgive it all would be $1.7 trillion. Or uh, $1 trillion. I don't think it was 1.7. It might have been. Um, to forgive it all would have been so beneficial for the long-term economy that I think in general it could be I, I think I think that's why there's so much pushback is like they don't want to free up the middle and lower classes of America think about what that could do for the economy as well that's, that's so many extra dollars that can go into spending it just goes right into spending yeah. and, and this is the thing you're talking new homes for people people can now afford to buy homes people can afford to um you know, spend a little bit more at the grocery store. People can go out and do more things. They can go to different, you know, different events. They can, you know, I mean, it's 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 literally life altering. One hundred percent. I think. Let Let's actually go over the bill or the yeah. the executive order as it stands. Like, yeah. let's actually talk about it. You know, so we can educate you know the listeners first. So. The executive order is going to cancel $10,000 in student loan debt for people. If you're living as a single, it's a hundred. If you make less than $125,000, $10,000 will be removed. Or if you live in a married couple or uh, in a household with a, an income of below 250,000, the $10,000 will get um, deducted. And so the one caveat, which was actually surprising, was the idea that if you had $20,000 in Pell Grants, they would actually forgive up to $20,000, um, which is a substantial amount. And and that is that in conjunction with the $10,000? No, so it, it moves from ten to twenty. So okay. if you have more than 10000 in Pell Grants, up to 20000 you can actually get the, the $20,000. Cool. Um, it doesn't actually affect private loans. So if you took something out that was not through the government, it is not being forgiven by the government. So it's not like they're paying, um, you know, the bank you might have taken a personal student loan out or a private loan out. Uh, they are not paying that off. So I know for me, I had both Pell Grants and a private loan. And so... But now you don't have to pay back Pell Grants, right, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> so funny story uh speaking of financially illiterate i thought you know when you hear the word grant like i think of like grants for science and like you know you're granted this money i thought you got that and it was free mm -hmm. so when i got my pell grant i didn't pay it for a while 
Um, and then you're like, well, that's okay, Brian. It's deferred. <laughs> I'm saying I didn't pay it for a while after I got my college degree. Some degree that shows to be, right? Because I don't even understand Pell Grants. And that's one of the reasons I'm very um, empathetic to those that, you know, are struggling with these grants and, and stuff like that. Because it's just people don't have a lot of experience. If you're the first person going to college on, you know, use utilizing all these college loans and stuff, people don't understand them. Yeah. And I was one of those people. I didn't fully understand. I thought, oh, yeah, if you apply for this and you don't have X amount of income for mom and dad, that means they're going to give you some help. Yeah. And they do, but it's expected to be payback, and I didn't know. That's why Kevin's making that joke because – I think you've shared that story on the, on the podcast I don't before. think I have. I feel like you did. No, I'm, I'm fine sharing it. I don't think I ever have. Mm. I, I, and maybe that will maybe disqualify me from, you know – uh, the audience giving me any any points for being an educated person because no I think that it shows the audience that uh, you've learned a lot over the years Brian. <laughs> um, so this is this is really interesting this whole uh, bill and you know I think you had some questions to bring to the table I'm I think we should talk about those yeah but we, in, are, we always we always like listener involvement yeah um, and I think it's time I think these can fit in right now too speaking of listener involvement yeah. we did say we were gonna shout yeah, out Jay. Jay my man yeah it was we, nice we, meeting you today yeah we uh, now you know what my face looks like <laughs> <laughs> my wife uh, uh, a fellow dad at the yeah at the elementary school uh, was talking with us and my wife had mentioned our podcast to him and yeah he was uh, shooting the shooting the breeze with me and then uh, I was telling him about it. I was like oh yeah Kevin Kevin's right there he's walking by and so we yeah. were talking about it and so we wanted to shout him out but yeah you had some as, listener. I, was, as, as, as I was walking by with my three kids and I yeah. look at Brian I said I feel complete again <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um, so uh, these these questions are actually from my wife um, shout out my wife she's the dopest <laughs> So she, her first question was actually, it was in reference to uh, the student uh, loan pause that's going on right yeah. now. She wanted to know if it would be continued. The answer to that is yes, it's continued through the end of the year. So and through uh, December 31st of 2022. Yeah, and Biden did make a remark that he will not be extending it further. Yeah. He did say January 2023, we need to get these loans or yeah. we need to start paying these back. Yeah. And and I do understand stopping the pause. I think it should be a permanent pause and eradicating them. But if you're not going to get rid of all of them, right. like the idea of the pause was to help with the with basically financial co- impacts of COVID. Yeah. And so that's that's kind of over. And to anybody out there listening to this is now this is a good time to start paying. Like, you, you know what I mean? Maybe if you can, if you, you know, have the means, pay the entire bill what it would be monthly. Because right now, everything is going towards principal. Yep. So that's yeah. a little piece of, I mean, I'm not a financial advisor, but so and that sounds that, smart. That is another thing. So when they remove this $10,000 uh, from your total, obviously, that will impact your monthly payment. Correct. If you can still afford to pay what you're paying now. So if you had a $300 payment and now your pay has your payment has been reduced to 200 but you could afford the 300 it's not it's not comfortable 
Right. But I know everyone would like to spend it on something. Right. Else, everyone would love to spend it, get an extra hundred dollars to spend. But if you don't, if you put that towards the same payment, you're paying a hundred more dollars of principal. Right. Which then dramatically reduces the long it terms taxes, of, yeah, of, it of the loan. It adds up. Um, her honest next question was if a parent did a parent plus loan, do they also get a $10,000 uh, deduction off of that? Brian and I had to do a little research on this one, but the answer is also yes. So if you took out a loan in your name and your parent took out a parent plus loan, you're both getting the $10,000 knocked off. That's, that's what we think. That's Correct. what we've been Based able on to the read rec- so far. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I mean, that would be fantastic. Cause you know, in some people's cases where like you're, you know, you're paying on your loan and on the parent plus loan for your parents, um, you're basically getting 20 K. Yeah. Assuming they, that you fall under the, the guidelines, the guidelines. Yeah. Um, Anna's last question is, do you think that it'll ever be the full amount forgiven? I'm going to say no. I would love to be optimistic and say yes. Um, I would say unless, yeah, well, here's the thing. I think that this is great because I think this looks good for the Democrats. If this, if you know, if this goes through, it's just another thing in recent history that's going to be um, really helping out with the midterm elections. Um, so I would say if we keep on pace and the um, the Democrats continue to hold the House and the Senate. Uh, and, you know, perhaps in 2024, we have another Democratic or uh, progressive president. I think that there's always a chance that more could be forgiven. I'm I, and I'm a pretty optimistic person, but I think that I can't be even I can't be that optimistic. So I'm more bullish long term. I'm guessing and thanks, Anna, for the questions. I think yes. they're great. I think I think she's more referring to like. Okay, we've taken some steps. Twenty twenty two. If you know that's the first half of the Biden administration, maybe there's more forgiveness on the back half, or like what? I don't think the Biden administration will write off more at that point because there's there's no reason not to uh, have written off more now, right? right? Because if Biden had written off five thousand dollars or fifty thousand dollars or just settled on the ten where he's at, it wouldn't have mattered. The Republicans would have cried poor. Right. It would have been, you know, the, the the deficit hawks that they were. There was never an issue with the deficit with the Trump tax cuts that actually added $1.7 trillion or whatever it was, or $3 trillion to our deficit. It added $1.7 trillion, I think, to the deficit and like $3 trillion to our overall debt, whatever the case was. There was never any, oh, we're too poor to do that. We need to keep our tax revenue where it is. So I think that's a really key ingredient is like, it depends what the next administration looks like, right? right? I mean, if you're getting a Mitt Romney in there as president or a, a Ron DeSantis in there as president, you are not going to see any more forgiveness ever again, period. Um, if you get someone like an Elizabeth Warren, who I don't think will actually run, but like, you know, or Bernie Sanders, who have been in favor of cutting all student loan for like making sure all student loans are forgiven. Yeah. Then it would be a little bit different. And, you know, the thing is, is this is available by the executive order. The one challenge then is, does this somehow get to the Supreme Court right. and say, is this constitutional? Yes or no. Um, I, I don't understand how this could be brought forth as a as a as a court case, because 
no one's being impacted in a negative way. Like, right. Um, but who knows? Maybe I think they would try to fight it, but they would, you know what I mean? Maybe not. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know. Um, you wouldn't have much precedent. No, you would have you almost I mean? no precedent, but like, you know, the current Supreme Court doesn't need precedent anymore. They don't care about it. Yeah. And so, but the, the the thing is, is it still needs to be brought as a court case. Correct. And like, even, you know, through the writ of certiorari, where they pull it up from a, a lower level federal yeah. court, I, I just don't see like a court case being, unless it's someone like bitter that they had to pay their college loans and someone else didn't. Yeah. And then is trying to fight it. Which, you know, that could be staged. Who knows? Maybe Dan Crenshaw comes in and says, like, hey, I got this guy. That oh, wants is he to still around? It. He is. Dude, that guy, you know. I haven't so, been paying attention. So it's very that. interesting. Not to digress too much because no, I'm actually really enjoying. Um, so CNN was bought out by a um, right-leaning group. And so you're starting to see the tonal change, mm. actually. So the idea is that they're trying to widen their viewer base to okay. not just left leaning. They want it to be everyone, but really they're not like they're bringing yeah. on Dan Crenshaw um, and, you know, really giving him a platform to spot spout bullshit. And there wasn't really quite as much pushback as I would have thought out of like someone like Jake Tapper and everything like that. And you're starting to see this tonal shift yeah. at CNN, which is Fascinating, and I should pay more attention to CNN. CNN is probably CNN and Fox. Um, I don't get a lot of information from. No, but I mean, I will say it's it's very interesting to. So what I will do sometimes is actually go to both of them and see what are the headlines because that's what's like. Okay, this is the lightning rod. Now let me go to NPR, NY Times, and like actually understand what's yeah. going on. You know, speaking of PR of uh, news channels, I want to give a shout out to Guy too. Guy's one of our new listeners. He just uh, started following us tonight. He's one of my uh, one of my friends from the restaurant. Nice, uh, hi, Guy. Um, and we had a we had a, a nice little moment today because I found out that his favorite news source is PBS. Oh, and that's that's like music I to love your ears. PBS. And then we were talking about my girlfriend on PBS. My, oh my! My seventy year old girlfriend. Oh my god. Her in those dresses, I'll tell you what. You're something. <laughs> you are absolutely something. Um, so, yeah, anyways, getting back to student loans, um, like I said, you can apply uh, your same amount that you were paying. So if you, mm -hmm. you get a reduction. Um, and, you know, the other thing about that is, like, when you take off $10,000 of principal, that reduces everything so much right. long term, yeah. right? And so you can reduce it even further by paying more principal. Um, I, I, I do want to touch on something that you brought up. I don't necessarily. I don't know if this was the ploy that it was like a ploy for the Democrats to score points before the midterms, because I think if it was, I think. I'm not saying it was a ploy. I'm no, I mean, if they wanted to really score points, they would have just said, fuck it, we'll cancel it all. And let bygones be like, let's figure it out from there. I, I don't know. Like, I'm very confused as to why they didn't, other than 
they did say they were going to cancel some of the student loan debt and it was coming about a time where the pause had to stop like they had to stop that yeah i was also curious as to why they don't just cancel all of the interest right it's not a bad plan man right so think of it that way like if we canceled all of the interest on student loans going forward yeah the government isn't losing money right right they're losing some of the extra revenue given by the interest but they're not losing money like if if we said hey we're giving you twenty five thousand dollars to go to school <laughs> like anyone could just go to school for twenty five thousand only we're going to give you twenty five thousand dollars and now you're paying us back like fifty sixty in, in interest right but then we cancel all the interest, and now you only owe us that twenty five thousand back. Yeah, that seems to be very reasonable to me. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing is too is like you know I'm looking at um, I'm on the uh, White House's website, WhiteHouse.gov. Don't go to WhiteHouse.com. Um, oh God. <laughs> but like I'm looking, there's they have a chart on here obviously, and and it goes over like the cost of college. Um, you know what I mean? Based, I believe it's a, it's got to be a yearly basis. Yeah. 80, 81, 80, 82, 82. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's looking at like the Pell grants given out um, is one part of this graph, and then the other is the price of college. And in nineteen eighty to nineteen eighty one, the average price of college was you were looking at about eight thousand dollars. You know, fast forward to twenty 2020, twenty 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 one, you're up to like twenty four thousand dollars. Which I mean, it, it's it's absolutely incredible. Wow. Yeah, and and then whenever you look at look at the Pell Grant there. Yeah, the Pell Grant. The Pell Grant's like basically stagnant. About six thousand um, dollars. One other key key ingredient here um, for those of you with with masters and doctorates, uh, this does not apply to you. This is for um, bachelors and below. Just want to make that very clear as well. Although, if you got a master, uh, a master's or a doctorate, you probably have some bachelor student loans. Student loans that you uh, you got to pay off as well. Still, yeah, they don't disappear. Um, I do think eventually they cancel all the student loan debt. We'll see. I think it's going to take... not not under the Biden administration. No, I think, and. It, if it doesn't happen before the midterms, like it's not going to happen during the Biden administration. I, I, you know what? I, and actually, I, I, I guess maybe I would have a we'll see what happens in 2024 as, as far as like, you know, does Biden run again? And if he does, does, you know, maybe like a Gavin Newsom challenge him? I could see Gavin Newsom maybe going this route because, I mean, look what California has done mm-hmm. um, as far as like student loans. Yeah. So the total the total bill on this would be um, they're thinking the the general estimate is around three hundred billion dollars. And I was talking to Kevin and I, I look at three hundred billion dollars as a price tag and I'm like, man, that that is that's a that's a stiff penalty right there. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a stiff price. Yeah. But then you look at our military budget, oh. which is over seven hundred billion dollars. Yes. And. I look at the next closest one, and that is China. China China is estimated to spend about $252 billion per year. Now, mm-hmm. when we talk about the infrastructure deal that was about $1 trillion, that's yeah. over 10 years. 
Yeah. The military budget would be $7 trillion over 10 years. Seven plus trillion. You know what? Sorry, continue your thought now. I'll, I'll so, hold on to that little nugget. So, I look at that and I'm like, wow, China's $252 billion. What if we just doubled China's budget? Right, because everywhere else in the world is usually around fifty billion. I think I think Russia might be a hundred billion, but China is like two hundred and fifty billion. There's a I think, um, hold on, I just had it. Oh, India, no, Russia is sixty one billion. India is seventy two point nine billion, and then it's all of our allies. We have like United Kingdom, Germany, France, all around fifty plus billion. Japan, 50 billion. South Korea, 45 billion. So I wonder if we just shaved off a little bit of that. We'll just double China. We'll be at 500 billion. That's $278 billion we would have to spend. Yeah. I think we could find 22 billion more and then pay this off like that. No big deal. $300 billion. Done. Now we can look at to do it again the next year. We'll cancel another 10 billion or another $10,000 off of people's student loans. Yeah. Because we got another $300 billion. We basically put the government on a payment plan. Right. Um, And, you know, it's interesting because when Brian and I were talking about this off air, uh, I did a real quick little search and found, like, a breakdown of, like, where all the money goes. You know, it's like, I don't know, I'm not going to go through the whole list, but, like, aircrafts, $72.7 billion is what we're projected to spend in 2022. Uh, ships and submarines, $39.3 billion. And I'm looking through all this, $31.9 billion on guided missiles. We need those. Um, but what's interesting about this is, you know, because we, we, flip, we flip the bill for, you know, some other countries' military budgets. Oh, yeah. What if we just didn't do that? Yeah. I bet you we could come up with 300 bill. I mean, I, I so I'm in favor of every single penny we've spent on Ukraine. I'm actually in favor of every penny we've spent. I don't think we've spent enough because we're basically asking this country of people who's getting invaded to do our dirty work. Like we don't want to allow Putin to expand and into I wasn't the native even, countries. I, was, I wasn't even. No, talking no, no about I know, Ukraine, I know, but yeah. no, no. So I'm in favor of that. However, like we do pay, you know, countries to keep military bases and yeah. stuff like that. So yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, I fully agree. We could come up with that money. Oh, I'm and sure. you know what? And as a finder's fee for this idea, the Mad Libs podcast one, would like one, like, one bill, one billion. Yeah, that's it. Okay, that's fine. I don't need more. I don't. We don't need to be. We're not trying to be greedy, right? We just want. You know what I mean? Our consultation fees, right? Uh, that comes from the management advisory services. They spend twenty one point one billion. I don't Boom. even need the point one. Just give me the one billion. Yeah, they can. So get you 20. can spend twenty point one somewhere. And we else. just want a billion dollars, right? That's five hundred well, mil a piece. They'll spend one billion on untaxed. us. Untaxed. I want it untaxed. No, it can be taxed. <laughs> I'm. All, I'm. Yeah. I'll pay the taxes on all of my. All dividends. of a sudden, you're getting back to your libertarian roots. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying I'll pay my taxes on my dividends because after I invest. Okay. Well, I'm saying. Yeah. That one billion, mm-hmm. they can spend twenty point one billion elsewhere. That one billion that they spend on us, we're gonna find ways to shave. A hundred, maybe two hundred billion dollars. Like, that's a good return on investment. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm in total agreement. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that brief like ten second pause was Brian and I daydreaming. Yeah, for just a moment. <laughs> just a moment. I could taste it. 
You don't, you don't even have to do that. Don't take it all away from just one thing. You just like shave a little bit off of each. You take the 0.5 billion there. You take the 7.7 billion there. Yeah, you know just what I mean? instead of instead of having these extra, over the billion. yeah, after these, just shave off all of the excess seventy point yeah. seven. Just round down on everything. Exactly, you know the the F thirty fives that we're gonna build. It's thirty three point four billion. You take that point four. You take the point six from DLA direct delivery fuels program. Boom. Math. Yeah. I get rid of the fuel. Put solar panels on every plane. It flies close to the sun. It's fine. It's, I mean, it's closer than we are on the ground. Oh, darn right. Yeah. Um, I do also want to talk a little bit. Um, <laughs> we've had some digressions. The predatory nature of these loans. Um, we see, I, I think someone who eloquently talked about this during the presidential debates was Elizabeth Warren. Minority folks are impacted more by this and this is continuing the racial wealth gap that we see in America it is it is something that is foundational in American economy in the American economy is that there's a racial wealth gap um, we capitalized off of service without pay for almost a century right in the early hundred years of our existence through slavery then we had indentured servitude and then we had Jim Crow laws and then there was unfair taxation there was redlining there was all kinds of things to keep minority communities specifically the black community held down and so that's not to say that there aren't very very successful black people in America but in general there is a difference in the two communities in terms of wealth and to continue that by punishing people by using predatory college loans is a whole nother ball game and this is another thing that will help america reduce the wealth gap not only racially but just in general right, right? if more if more people can go to school and get jobs that do pay better you are you are lessening the wealth gap. Meanwhile, you want to go to these really expensive private institutions and you can afford that. That's great. Go do it. Mm-hmm. But if we're not if if we're not raising the water so all boats can can float higher, then then we're doing something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I agree. We could really just I mean, if we did this, we could just make America great again. <laughs> oh, Kevin, you dirty dog. <laughs> <laughs> see, now, see, you know, Jay's a new listener. He's going to all of a sudden start thinking what <laughs> the early. A new listener, uh, yeah. I just got to make sure they think I'm Republican for a brief Not even moment. Republican, totally yeah, into the, ma- the, the, MAGA, yeah. the MAGA movement. All right, let's talk about QAnon. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, we don't have time. What's, what's going on? There's been a lot going on. Uh, have you been keeping up with the primaries? Yes. Oh, dude, it's fascinating. One guy that I'm kind of sad didn't make it, he was a Democrat fighting another Democrat, obviously. This is just the primaries. was Ken Russell. Uh, okay, he was in yeah, Florida. Yeah. He, was, he became like this TikTok sensation. He had a great way of marketing, um, but he just got absolutely trounced, unfortunately. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. First Gen Z. 
winter like uh it was it was a um uh frost what was oh man oh deacon frost yeah from blade deacon is that yeah um hold on florida's 10th district um come on frost what's the maxwell frost 25 years old yeah in florida's 10th congressional district is the first member of the Gen Z population to get this far. If elected, it will be the first member of of the Gen Z age bracket getting into Congress. And that, for me, is very exciting. Not only because, hey, it's a new generation. I like what Gen Z's bringing up with a lot of the American economic bullshit that happens. Like, they don't take any shit. But also... It shows to me that this younger group of people, 20, 18 to 25, they're getting active. Like mm-hmm. they're they're taking part in yeah. government. Like you saw um, David Hogg showing up to congressional uh, meetings when Uvalde happened. He was uh, a survivor of the Parkland shooting and he's been a huge advocate for gun reform. And so like you have people making a difference and it's really exciting to see. But this Maxwell Frost has a really good chance in Florida. And Florida is going to be very, very interesting because Governor DeSantis is running against Christ. Christ mm-hmm. won the Democratic nomination. Christ was a former Republican turned Democrat. Hmm. Very interesting. Lots lots to go over. You, we're we're going to have to do a whole bunch of different... Um, yeah of podcasts leading up to that i know we're, we're we're pushing up against it in terms of time but we'll we'll have to you know talk about you know these elections upcoming and and you know local ones matter too it's not just the federal government yeah. it's it's the local governments and it's it's congressional districts it's state districts so you know the the illinois state legislature a lot of really important um uh, races being had and that shapes you know how your states decide for something like let's say Roe v. Wade which is now being left up to the states what kind of state legislature do you want in power yeah speaking of which too I want to uh, I, I wanted to bring this up and I'll, I'll just do it real quick before we we hop off for the night I was actually lucky enough to work a fundraising event for a state representative um, for Suzanne Ness and it was really you don't say I do. What a perfect segue. Mm. <laughs> no, but seriously, tell me more. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Well, I told you about it yeah, last night. I of should course, say, tell us more. The, I mean, the Mad Libs community. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because Brian is actually a supporter. He's donated to her campaign yeah. before. She's a lovely woman. If you ever spoke with her, like, you're not a politician. And not because of, like, you know, any other reason, but just because she's so genuinely yeah. kind. Yeah. And her heart is in the right place. From what I know of her, I mean, obviously, leading up to the event, like, I did a bunch of research online and yeah. watched, like, a bunch of her debates. Because you can find that stuff, yeah. like, Daily Herald. Yeah. Um, but it was a breath of fresh air. And, of course, I had to bring Brian a pin. Yeah. And uh, uh, a sign for his front yard. Yep. Because her election's coming up in November. Yeah. Um, she's made it through primaries, and now it's it's on to this. But it was uh, it was a really cool experience. A um, little bit of a... You know, fingers crossed, we're going to try to make this work. But I, of course, you yeah. know, I was talking policy with her, and yeah. a few of our listeners were there. Um, and uh, she, you know, came to realize that I'm half of a team that does a political podcast. And uh, 60%. We are, no, 49. 
Um, <laughs> but uh, we will be trying to set up a date for her to come in and do an interview before her election. So. I know. I'm so pumped. Yeah. I'm so pumped. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, like you said, fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, she, she said she's happy to do it. Uh, we also understand, like, this is campaign time for yeah, her and right. and a very busy time. But if we can set this up, I think this is a really, really exciting opportunity, oh, um, yeah. both for the podcast, but also uh, Suzanne Ness. I think she I like I said, I've I actually donated to her campaign. Um, the only other person I've donated to recently in the past uh, few elections was was Bernie Sanders and literally Suzanne Ness. That was it. Dope. And so um, when you said you were working that event, like I immediately it, it immediately uh, caught my my attention. I was like, yeah, dude, I am a big fan of her. And I do think, you know, local elections, state level elections are very, yeah. very important. And we're seeing it now more than ever um, between, you know, the Supreme Court rulings that le are leaving things up to the states and like what that can mean for uh, women's um, women's reproduction rights for gay marriage, all these different things. We're starting to see the Supreme Court trying to whittle down the federal protections. And so now all of a sudden it's really calling into question or bringing attention to the importance of state and local elections as well. And um, if we can make that happen, Boy, would I be overjoyed. I would understand if she says, you know what, my, my schedule just got locked up and we and we don't have the time. Um, but I, I, I think we will do do her justice. So I think we've had some really good yeah. interviews with like Chris Shields and, um, you know, uh, Professor. That was a fun one. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. I yeah. mean, I've enjoyed all of our, our, our interview yeah. segments. I mean, it started with, actually, it started, it was a poor job uh, on my part. I did a really bang up interview that didn't record. Um, from Mark Tovey when we were talking I about remember. the USPS. Yeah, that remember. was like our second or third episode. Mm, maybe it was in, within our first 10. And then we had Chris Shields. We had Professor, I think it was Professor Goldman. Mm -hmm. We had uh, Jason. Jason Feldon. And so we've had a couple of interviews. I know we have some kind of things brewing in terms of interviews. Maybe a local barbecue uh, chef. Uh, but Suzanne Ness would be just dynamite, especially for a, a a budding political podcast like this. Yeah. Oh, well, that was a lot. It was. Way to go, Brian. Way to go, Kev. Thanks, dog. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right, guys. That's all for this episode. Do good. Be great. Love, Love you guys. I can see you now with a party at. We the ones that he's just let into the back. We the misfits. How you going to react? We insomniacs. We ain't get no sleep. Break the rules. Can't stay on beat. Making moves. Running through the streets. A to Z. Follow my lead. Saint the status quo. This is rock and roll. This is skydive yelling out. Geronimo. This is bye bye ta ta audio. This is all or none. This is all I know. This that I don't know. We try and go. I don't even know. I'm just trying to roll. Me and my friends trying to hit the road. Trying to catch a wave. Gotta see my soul. Thought I was gone, but I'm back. Why one's on the attack? Just break out